everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're really excited today. We have two of our Hallmark writers with us today. We love talking with the writers here on the podcast. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm so delighted to have Zach here and Share Sharp here. Uh, the writers of the Christmas and Evergreen Bells are ringing the new uh, sequel to the Christmas and Evergreen franchise. And thank you both so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. this is so fun. So what I wanted to talk to you about first is just this crazy year of 2020. We've been kind of doing that with all of our interviews yeah. the, lately, <laughs> just talking about what was the whole experience of quarantine like for you? I mean, it, Zach, as a writer, it, maybe it wasn't all that different for you, but <laughs> what, was, what was it like? I mean, I think it's it's different in terms of what we write. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that it, there is the question where you come like, well, just, should we should we put people in masks? Should we address it? Should we talk about it? Mm-hmm. And I think you know, for Evergreen, Evergreen exists kind of in its own time and universe anyway. That that feels um, not that you want to ignore it because we do. I mean, there is a, a sort of interesting way that we talk about it in there, but. Uh, you know, these, when you, when you sort of watch these movies for years and years and years, you kind of don't know what year they take place in. And so it's very easy to kind of date them in some way. Like, you know, it's very, we've always said like, it's the 50th Christmas festival and not it's the 2020 Christmas. Like it's, you know, we sort of tended to do it anyway. And and it kind of, you know, in that escapist sort of world, but still talking about it in some way, I think was important Mm -hmm. to us. So, Well, I mean, it's been weird for me to, because I enjoy that escapism and I don't know how much I really want 2020 coming into these movies, but then on another level, there have been certain things that have been kind of bittersweet to watch because it's just like, I miss being with people. (laughs) And especially I think the hardest one was the Chateau Christmas because that was all about planning this concert and I miss the arts so much and I miss concerts so much. And, and uh, so that one was, it was, it it was very bittersweet to say the least. We definitely address not being able to see people uh, mm-hmm. in here. So uh, oh. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to how that plays out for people. Yeah. Well, so Shari, you're uh, new to our podcast and to the Hallmark family. How did you become, uh, how did you get started as a writer and how did you become involved with the project? Well, I... I always feel like I decided late in life, but then everyone reminds me that I'm young. Um, so, <laughs> but, yeah, um, but I, I essentially, I did a screenwriting program. And when I came out of it, I was just like super eager to get into the industry and start working. And Zach, I knew Zach. And so Zach like sent my script and they liked it. And so I got on this film, which was my first film. So I'm obviously like super excited and trying to play it cool right now. But um, I am just like over the moon um, that I got to work on this. And for all the reasons you both just mentioned, Evergreen, when I had to binge the first three in preparation, it was just, it's, it's, it's so much more um, magical it is kind of just based in a completely different reality and there is that escapism to it. So during quarantine and I was in Canada at the time um, and it was July and it was hot and it was just like 
not the best uh, circumstance. So I was like, oh, this is so much fun. This is so lovely. And this is really wonderful. So I was really happy. Yeah. Yeah. So did you grow up wanting to become a screenwriter or how, how is your sort of path that way? Um, I feel like being a writer and if you're young and you think, oh, I want to be a writer, then you have, um, you definitely have some confidence behind Mm -hmm. you. I, I think that there's, I think that there's, um, for me anyway, that there was like, oh no, I, I don't want to be a writer. I don't want to be a writer. I don't want to be a writer. I want to do anything else. Um, and then it was like, oh, but that's the thing you're good at. So it was more, it was more like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's still even hard sometimes to say, well, I'm a writer or I'm a screenwriter. Um, but yeah, you know, cause everyone grows up writing stories. Everyone keeps a diary growing up. So I just feel like it's something we all do, but you don't think that's going to be my career. It's like, no, I'm going to be a vet. I'm going to save the world. I'm going to cure cancer. She's also a very good dancer. She danced professionally. Oh. She's like, she's, Shari's amazing. Like, did top to bottom. Like, she's one of the most fascinating people I've ever met. So don't let her sell herself short. <laughs> that's that's yeah. amazing. I, w- I wasn't going to be a vet. Zach is right. I was going to be a ballet dancer, if anything. So. Oh, wow. So uh, our, how did you two end a meeting? And you were in Canada. You met up there? Uh, we met in a class. Uh, point of oh. fact, uh, I uh, I was teaching a TV writing class uh, that Shari took. And we she finished the program and then time had got like we had just kind of stayed in touch and then we were talking about things and it when it when it came time to sort of find um you know hallmark is very they're they're sort of really looking for how to expand their stable of writers and also use you know like all of us are it's a it's a big pool of people that that um come into it and i i had this sort of like you know who'd be good at this um, and so then I sent her to a couple of people and then we decided to write this one together um, just because it made it made more sense to do this mm-hmm. one together. Um, and it was, I mean, that was some of the most fun. I mean, I've written with my sister as well. Um, and I'm finding that writing these as a team is so much more fun because, <laughs> um, you know, I'm a, it's fine to sit here by myself and sort of imagine, you know, Barbara yeah, Niven does, doing stuff, but Shari and I got to actually like kind of yeah. act it out and, and sort of uh, do stuff. So. How does that work when you're writing in a team book? Do like you do a section and then send it over to her and she does a section or, <laughs> or do you, how, how does it work? Every day was a thing. Every draft was just a different direction. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, there was one where she started from the front and worked her way to the end and I started from the back and then we met and crossed and rewrote each other. Uh-huh. Um, and then there was another draft where we just sat together um, and did word for word. That was actually the later drafts was sort of all of that. The later drafts was the two of us on Zoom sharing a screen. Um, and then one of us would stay up late and finish something and the other one read it the morning and be like, oh my God, I love this. Like that happened I think to both of us a couple of times where it was like, ah! Um, so yeah. So Shari, were you really familiar with this genre with these rom-coms or something you'd watched? Oh, my mother is an avid fan of all Hallmark films. Um, I always make the joke, but like from November 1st, my mom is just glued. Um, she really, she just, yeah, she loves them. So whenever I go home for the holidays, um, 
they're on TV. So mm-hmm. yeah, I am very familiar <laughs> with the genre. <laughs> I tell you, we, we, we have to get uh, you and uh, Will Kemp on a project together because, you know, he was a ballet dancer. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he performed in london and and all kinds of places and uh yeah he was a dancer for for years uh so zach you i, I believe got engaged over quarantine am i right with that quarantine's been quarantine's been a lot of life uh life changes yeah uh, i did i did mm-hmm. i got engaged to uh, a very 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 sweet boy named dan park uh who's also a writer um, mm-hmm. And then we moved. Uh, yeah. It's been a big couple of months. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> That's you. so exciting. And I'm just curious if you feel like that experience, especially because this movie has a wedding in it, if you feel like that experience kind of helped you in writing uh, the movie. Mm, not this. So, so I met him uh, about a year and a half ago, and and I I was writing. Um, Tidings of Joy. And so there's a there's a couple of speeches that Michelle has in Tidings of Joy that are just like me talking to that guy. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I think this year it was it was a lot more I think this year was a lot more about you know it's so many it it to me it's like Evergreen is such a like it's almost a series of it's almost a TV show in a weird way that you sort of you clock all these characters and the sort of journeys that they go on and I think a lot of it for us was paying off stuff that that had been set up prior you know mm-hmm. i always said that michelle michelle's like the, the story of evergreen one of the things that's always so nice about it is that someone comes to town and has to be reintroduced to this kind of snow globe christmas uh place but underneath it all michelle and hannah have these really good kind of rich interesting stories and to be able to sort of like goose those into the forefront of the story has was i think where we were so focused uh-huh so yeah i i just figured that with you know love in the air that uh that it, 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 that the inspiration would have flowed you know, uh, not flow. <laughs> i'll tell you that yeah <laughs> very good uh yeah so when you decided for this one to keep it kind of in family and not have a new person moving in to evergreen uh how come how come that ended up happening did you feel like kind of we have the towns full or what what was sort of your inspiration there i think i mean i love that say again sorry the town's full we have yeah. enough <laughs> that's evergreen five they, they just uh, <laughs> um to me i you know i always thought you know uh, it was weirdly we, we talked about it in a lot about toy story four um about mm-hmm. how uh there's there's the character of bo peep in four where she all of a sudden moves to the forefront of the story and i think we had always i had always certainly thought that was the plan for these, right? I've always sort of operated under the assumption that the plan for these stories was that Michelle and Hannah, you know, that those stories would come um, into the forefront because it was the natural progression to to do so, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, it was a real gift to be able to develop those characters for three movies, show new sides of them every time. Um, Like Michelle has this lovely arc where, you know, from one to two to three to four, she kind of goes from very stressed out to kind of learning how to get through everything. And and Hannah 
you know, this this movie really is Hannah finding her place in town in, in, in a place where she's always belonged, but what does it mean to her? That was always a question that you don't always have time in a story to tell in the background. I mean, Ezra's the same mm-hmm. way to me is that Ezra's story is very interesting and it's always, there's there's stuff that gets taken out that 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 gets cut for time and and you know that part of it I think was it felt always in the plan and this just felt like the right time for me and that it was Hallmark's idea actually it came originally from uh, oh yeah Heather is Ezra the mayor Ezra's the mayor okay yeah <laughs> yeah thanks former former mayor former mayor uh, um, yeah. yeah a lot of these movies I just am like it's Holly Robinson Pete. She has a character name, I know, but I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the Paul Campbell character. I have no idea what their name is. <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah. I mean, we it was it's really cool because we've gotten to know these characters, even though I can't remember their character names. We sure. have gotten to know them over the course of these movies. And and now it's it's fun to to like you said, see them take the spotlight because i think that the best part about the third one was was antonio and erkia i thought they were my favorite part they had such chemistry and you kind of were thinking why haven't they been in a movie together before they they work so well together (laughs) and i mean and that's what's fun about these you know like you 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 see that and you go ooh let's let's mm-hmm. deepen that story like they have such good chemistry let's let's keep going with what those things are so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so shari what was it like for you to kind of dive into this world of evergreen and with all of its uh, christmas excess well this it was a, it was like you know there's the key mysteries of <laughs> former of the former two uh uh-huh. the third one so the ones that zach wrote and i was like and that was one of my favorite bits because i was like oh there's a little bit of mystery involved you know um for for david for the boy in it um and i thought okay that's cool that's a cool element it's not just like there's the romance on top there's that happening here. So for me, it was really just like taking those kinds of notes from the first three films, obviously the magic element of everything too, with the snow globe, the letters to Santa box, all of that, and how that ties into the mystery. But it kind of felt like you get to do a bit of everything. So you get to do a bit of this genre and this genre and make it all work and wrap it in this beautiful Christmas bow. Mm-hmm. So. I was I was really interested in the series specifically for that reason. So that was like a good um, starting starting point going into this one. It was like, okay, what elements do we have to talk about? Um, like we have to go back to what elements are going to be new that we can make up, you know? And we kind of created a, a little antagonist um, for this one. So <laughs> that that's an element that's like new. We were like, we need this character. Um, and, and then it was just, okay, but how do we keep it evergreen? Like, what are the big story points that we have to meet for, you know, the characters we're bringing to light? Um, so, you know, Rukia and we also got to, we got to invent a character to do the thing that, that is fun about evergreen where someone comes to town and 
learns like, what is this in, you know, this place with all these people. Um, so we got to invent this character that we named after Shari's mom, um, that, that is Michelle's sister, uh, played by Marcy Teahouse. And uh, all I can tell you is that like it, it that it, she is unbelievably good, that it's some of the funniest stuff I've seen in a Hallmark movie in a long time. And mm. the chemistry between the two actresses was, it, I cannot wait for people to meet. Yeah, I, meeting that character, I cannot wait for people to see Sonia in action. Oh, mm-hmm. she she was just in Cranberry Christmas. Yes, yes, yeah. And she's, so she and she was fun. I liked she's her. She's a powerhouse. She's yeah. really amazing, and 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 does a really. It's so much fun to watch her interact with Evergreen because mm-hmm. it, it sort of also like lets you off the hook of a, of. Evergreen always has kind of had a little bit of a tongue in cheek feeling about. Mm-hmm. They kind of know they're in a Christmas movie. It's always felt a little bit yeah. like the characters are like, and to give someone that real audience perspective of it was so fun, and and some of the most fun I've had uh, in a script so far. So, so you had to kind of balance in writing this with the all the different characters, just like with the previous ones. But you have uh holly robson pete and colin's character getting uh getting married and the wedding to plan and write and then you also have rakia and antonio's plotline to write and then you have barbara niven and and all of that so is that that must be challenging especially with ad breaks and all the other stuff they have to consider yes <laughs> you're like yep, yeah. it's really hard <laughs> it really is and that goes back to Zach's earlier point like there are things that get cut through the pro- editing process and it's and it is really just like and like Rachel said the town's full you know it's we were you you try and entertain a lot of those stories in your first draft and then you kind of have to like sculpt out of that yeah um, what ends up being the final product um but yeah there was a lot of stories to to keep yeah. track yeah and set up and kind of you, you, you want to give them all enough space too and yeah. there, there's a mm-hmm. scene that got that that was cut that was that was just um holly and rakia and it and it's it's sort of the scene that that uh, in the That's script like, it was my favorite scene oh. and, and when they shot it it was beautiful and the thing about it was that it it's a beautiful scene, but the scene right after it kind of repeated it and and had all the same information in it. And it just, there's not time, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to that scene and, and the setup for it in, in five, <laughs> if we get one. I, um, I like our odds, but you know, yeah. that um, that's the part that really gets you in, in getting these stories and getting all the information in. Yeah. Well, I, I have to tell you, I am, I, a lot of times I'm not a fan of the Hallmark wedding movies because uh-huh. the the whole sort of bridezilla slash super stressed out bride is a lot of times not my favorite of yeah. all these kind of tropes because uh, I just feel I mean maybe it's just because I'm almost 40 and single and I just feel like you're so lucky that you found somebody to love you I have really don't have a lot of sympathy for you being <laughs> you know being the way that you're being and uh, the whole the whole bridezilla trope is just not for me. Um, yeah. But I think a good writer can, because I'm not saying it's not stressful. Obviously, it is stressful. Um, but uh, but I don't know. Just it can be a little too selfish for my taste. 
Um, but I know that Holly's not going to be that way, of course. Um, so I don't know. How did you approach kind of this, this big event of this wedding and her character and, uh, and, you know, making it all kind of balance and make it work. It's a surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, so, sorry, go ahead. But, but, but how it turns out is actually one of the like. Nods to the times we live in. Yes. And oh. it's, it, it turns out, I think, I, I think the way that it turned out and, and sort of all of the decisions that that working in this period of time sort of uh, mm -hmm. nudged the story um, definitely gave us a lot of inspiration. And yeah, uh, I think, I think, you know, we all, I think we're all on the same page about, we've seen a lot of stories of, of Bridezilla and yes, weddings are stressful, but they are also um, joyous. Exceptionally. Yeah. It's the planning is fun and the, and the, the planning is sort of in in the, the same way that the holidays are. You're surrounded by people that you love and you're yeah. working on projects together. Yeah. And I think that that's where we kind of focused to start. And then some stuff happened that is yeah. super fun. Oh. Well, that's good. I won't, you don't have to give it away. But yeah, <laughs> so when you started working on it, I assume they they had you... Uh, from working on the last one, then they have you working on this one. And then all this happened. Did you have to kind of radically change just because of the abilities of having things like big festivals and stuff like that? Did you have to change the story a lot at that point with COVID? Uh, it was it was closer to production that things changed. That okay. We had to sort of do rewrites on it. And so like, oh, we can't you know, a lot of it was who can we have in the same place in the same day, and those kinds of things was was trickier. Um, mm -hmm. But but I think one of the things that was really amazing was how much space everyone gave each other to to do that. That there was, I mean, I think Shari and I we definitely wrote this. I mean, we, there are definitely days where we were like, we have twenty four hours to do what and and change. That's that's five scenes that need tweaking and and that. Mm -hmm the job is that you know you don't you sort of just do it but I think everyone is I think you know it's hallmark people come to this work with a with a strong sense of family anyway and I think everyone on set everyone in the production team and everyone at hallmark gave each other the benefit of the doubt that that if stuff had to change we would all do it together we would figure it out we would come to the right solution so there was a lot of positive energy and a lot of uh a lot of like just saying yes to ideas and having them go forward rather than well that'll never work you know which which i think in high stress can happen sometimes this was very very loving and very friendly and very like oh what about this what about this what about this and so it became very fun um mm -hmm. the director was so great about that at the produce the uh, executive producer uh jacqueline and linda lisa hater the director they they just they were so smart about saying, we have this idea. Can, do you think this will work? Do you think this will work? We can fix this plan this way. And sometimes it was, it felt like magic. It was like, oh, we would have gotten there if we had another week. That's where we would have gotten to, but you just saw it on set. So you did it and, and it, it worked beautifully, I think in a lot of ways. Oh, that's cool. 
Hi, everybody. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at Care Of. And Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. What they do is they have high quality products that meet personalization. If you go onto their website, takecareof.com, you can take their online quiz. And this quiz is a five-minute quiz that asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help you address your specific wellness goals. It only takes a few seconds. And when I took the quiz, we we're able to narrow it down to my sleep needs being my highest point of concern. And we we're able to get the vitamin plan that I needed for that concern. Care-of's holistic online quiz is like getting a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist all without leaving your home. They have products that are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Care-of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products. And you get recommendations come in daily individualized wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into routine. And I think if you were looking for a stocking stuffer or a gift for a athlete or uh, anybody really in your life, I think that a subscription to care of is a perfect choice. Right now, the seasons are changing. It's important to get ahead of taking care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system this fall. Care's products go beyond vitamins and supplements to include protein powders and boosts to help supplement your workouts as you move indoors in these colder months. So check out Care of. I think you'll really enjoy the products and it could be perfect for anybody in your life. You're looking for a unique, thoughtful gift. Check out Care of for 50% off your first Care of order. Go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. That's 50% off your first Care of order. Go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. So Shari, you being a person of color, with this being a diverse cast, was that something that was important for you and being able to write for Rakia and Antonio and Holly was that and Colin, was that something that was meaningful to you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I mean, Zach knows how I feel, but um, yeah, I, uh, I had a post-it, whenever the going gets tough, I had a post-it above um, um, my desk. I have like a storyboard thing and I had a post-it that was above where I write. That was just like, how lucky am I that I get to write um, roles for black actors? I, I just had that reminder there all the time to be like, this is important work. Um, like my joy and my pride aside, it was just important work. I'm that's representation. My mom is going to watch that. My mom being black herself mm-hmm. and she's, you know, she's going to see a bit of herself in those characters. And that to me fills me, um, to the brim with joy. And I'm sure that it would for many, many of those watching many of our viewers, but yeah, I can't, I can't really, it's, um, yeah, it sometimes makes me emotional, but for my first project, that I got, I'm very, very thankful and grateful. So does it help you, Zach, when you have the characters, you have the actor's voice, 
kind of in your head, you know what they sound like as opposed to a script where it hasn't been casted yet. So you don't know in something like this, then you can hear them in your head saying the lines that you're writing. Does that help? Oh, oh my, yes. Because yeah. you can also then, you know, you you can push that envelope mm-hmm. in a way that you couldn't otherwise, right? You You can trust that that's going to be fun. There's a scene specifically with uh, Holly Robinson, Pete, and Marcy T. House, where we wanted them to get into a like a playful, sisterly, um, physical comedy kind of thing. And knowing that those actors could do it was when we pitched it. You know, there was a lot of discussion about like, oh, well, can it be this? Should it be this? Should it be this? And then also, and I'll tell you, part of it is glitter. It involved glitter, Ooh. but but on location. You, you can't bring glitter. Mm-hmm. You can't, <laughs> ruins everything, glitter, yeah. glitter. But yeah. the solution that came out of it was so, uh, like, the, the, you know, production pitched us an idea. We said, yes, but also let's do it this way because we think it's funny and it's something that we both agreed we would do with our own sisters. But knowing that it was those two actresses, you, you just trust that it's going to be funny. And then it is. It's very mm-hmm. funny. It really oh, works. That sounds really good. So if you were to talk to somebody that was like, eh, the Hallmark movies, what what would you say, what would be your pitch to say, give it a shot. You might actually like them, that there's actually something here uh, to them. I mean, some people are, you're never going to win them over and I get that. But uh, what, what would be your, what do you think, Sherry? What would be your best sort of, yeah. I'm going to give it a shot, try to convince them. Oh, I don't even know. I was just going to say that everyone I've told that I've been writing a Hallmark film, I thought for some of them, that would be the response. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone has responded being like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Everybody I know for some reason watches Hallmark films, but has never said that out aloud, Mm -hmm. I guess. Because I guess you're with your family and it's the holiday season, right? So you're, you're never with your friends or whatever it is. Once the holiday season is done, it's done. And then you're back to like your normal life. But yeah, I was going to say, I think more people are, are into it than not. But mm-hmm. I guess my pitch would be for this film specifically, um, grab yourself a cup of hot cocoa. Back, I swear you, you, you saw this coming. <laughs> <laughs> grab yourself a cup of hot cocoa and sit down and let it wash over you. And I swear your stress and any worry you have going in will just melt away. Let it do the work. Yeah, it's it's so many people's, it's it's like their secret shame and we're like, no, come, come out of, come out. Yeah. (laughs) I think again, it's the thing that I say every year when, because I've, I've now, this is my third year Mm-hmm. writing homework right. and I every year I sort of sink deeper and deeper and deeper into this idea that you know w- even when we were writing this we actually named a character after a friend whose mother had passed uh, because as she was in the final stages of her life she wanted something that she could watch that was beautiful and joyful and and still entertaining to her um, and she the friend of mine had said that, you know, she had watched uh, a lot of the Evergreen movies over and over again. And I was so moved by the the, the place that these exist for people. And and I understand that Hallmark has, there are valid criticisms that that come out of different ideas of it and, and 
you know, we should talk more about those things, certainly. Sure, but sure. I think that we, at the end of the day, providing entertainment for a general audience, you know what I mean? I think that we forget the value in that. And we, we think, well, I'm a, I'm a cultured person and I watch very important television and this is not that. And, and to me, there's room for everything in this, in the, in the, in the programming slate of, yeah. of, of what we all consume. And so, yeah, I mean, I've said that a million times that I feel like I, I wouldn't have to cover Hallmark movies if, if Hollywood made rom-coms anymore, but they don't. So uh, where, where else was I supposed to turn? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that there is, is something that's inherently hopeful about love stories. At least there should be uh, that, that we all want to be loved as humans. And uh, so even if these do sort of leap into the uh even maybe a little bit almost a romantic fantasy kind yeah. of a thing um even they're not like really realism i get that but it, it's a hopeful thing to, to want to be loved and to watch stories about love and it is about i think most people experience that you know whether it's as you experience this year getting engaged or whether it's uh you know having uh various relationships i mean that's most people's lives and and uh and so you get to watch it on and then you mix it with christmas which is a very hopeful holiday as well mm -hmm. and i think it's just I, it's it's comforting to watch <laughs> such yeah. helpful programming i think yeah and i think hallmark's you know i think hallmark uh there, there are a lot of lazy takes uh, yeah. around about about Hallmark that I think that, you know, so many people work work to to bring this sense of of hope and yeah, and also I think this year we've seen a lot of really strong expanding of the table, um, yeah. as I think Michelle put it, uh, Michelle Vickery put it, and I I think that that effort is incredible, and I and I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm. I'm pleased about all of those things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the more we do that, I think that's a good, that's a good model for a lot of us. And it's interesting too, because even the movies that are, are not featuring a particularly diverse cast, there's still, there's still been a freshness to them in some way. It's just like the whole, uh, it's, it's like everybody gets caught up in this, the whole movement. I mean, at least in my opinion, I feel like, I would watch any of the movies that have that have premiered again, yes. and I, I I couldn't say that in the past <laughs> about all of them. I mean, I just think it's been an extremely strong slate this year, and and I don't know if part of that is because I've needed it more this year than in the past. But you know, I try to be objective as a as a film critic, and I just think they've been better. I think they've yeah. been a, a better group of movies, and it makes me even more excited for next year because once you know we'll have that'll be a full year with wanya as ceo and just the full year of kind of uh the of these slate. changes and stuff so i think it's going to be even better next year yeah which is mm -hmm. really exciting and uh, so yeah that's uh, that's what i try to say a lot, of, a lot of the criticisms that i hear and i get plenty of criticisms there's criticisms that's a healthy thing but a lot of the ones that you as you were saying are kind of the lazy takes i think are are the the variations on uh kind of pointing out the tropes and uh, and and some of those things and i'm just like 
what's your point? Like, that's, that's what, what is fun. You know, like to me, a lot of the criticisms are actually strengths in the skies. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, so much fun. Why are you criticizing that? Of course also, it's great. Down festivals. Fun things is that we get to, <laughs> we get to take those tropes and sort of open them up yeah. and examine them and sort of play, play around in that space. Like, is a fake relationship? Rid- yes. A fake relationship is ridiculous. Do I love it? Absolutely. Please Correct. do more, yeah. you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that's very, very true. So, all right. Well, we like to end our interviews with some fun, silly questions. So I can't remember which ones I gave you last time. I think it was just the regular ones. So these are the holiday questions, our fun holiday questions. So, all right. First question. What is your favorite holiday drink? It could be hot cocoa or eggnog or what about you, Shari? Get in there. Uh, can they be alcoholic? Yeah, yeah, they can. They can be anything you can drink, any liquids. <laughs> I'm like looking back. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, whoo. Uh, well, I'm the arbiter of drinks. Bailey's on ice. Um, that's a nice one. Or like a hot toddy. Um, cold wine. If you go to like Christmas markets, which are very popular, obviously in Europe. Um, so mold wine is a big feature at a lot of places. Um, those would be mine, but my mom does make a really good hot chocolate. She does. Yeah. We were laughing in Christmas in Vienna. We were saying Brendan Elliott's character, his main role was bringing her different kinds of punch. <laughs> that seemed to be like a big thing. Like all throughout the, the city. <laughs> um, but... uh, <laughs> um... My friend's father used to makes this eggnog, this very, very boozy eggnog called the Velvet Hammer. Oh wow! Um, and and my mother has has learned the recipe, and it's oh, it's deadly stuff. It's delicious, and I think eggnog. I mean, I do think eggnog is a is a great practical joke we've played on people for centuries. But I but the Velvet Hammer, I will Velvet Hammer. We'll throw down that away. is the name. All right, what's your favorite holiday cookie or treat? I like those peanut butter cookies with the Hershey kiss in them. Oh yeah. Those are good. Those, those are good. Yeah. Um, my, uh, again, my mom with the traditions, every Christmas morning begins with this. I can only describe it as like a cinnamon roll bunt cake. And that's Christmas breakfast ever since I was little. And that's the, that's the highlight um, right. right there. <laughs> Also, your mom makes eggnog waffles? Yes, yes. That she does. See, I don't like eggnog, um, which I guess both of you do. But I don't like eggnog, but eggnog waffles are so delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, if I drink eggnog, uh, I'd have to dilute it a little bit with some milk. It's a little thick for me. super thick, right? Yeah. Mm. But that's what I guess is good in a waffle because it makes it really fluffy. Yeah. That sounds good. My my mom also makes these uh, eggnog cookies, which is like this shortbread with, oh. it's basically like a nutmeg cookie, but it's really See, That's good. the thing. I like nutmeg. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Like, like, the pies are often nutmeggy. So yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. So good. All right. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas song or carol? What about you, Sherry? Wait, I think I know Zach's and I don't even know my own. Wait, what do you think mine is? <laughs> You sent it to me one night when we were working. <laughs> that funny one. Here oh, we I come have... a wassailing? 
<laughs> that's your favorite i love here we come a wassailing a lot well, and Hallmark will never let me use it because everyone's like nobody wassails no one knows what that is and like i'm always like no but so one day one day and i think it's actually in it's in one of them now yeah i got it in once but it's oh my yeah that's funny <laughs> well hey we'll um, fit right with your favorite drink yeah yeah mine is um um uh simply having a wonderful christmas time oh sure. uh-huh. Yeah. Very good. Okay. What's your favorite classic Christmas movie? I I like It's a Wonderful Life a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually one of my very favorites is Scrooged, um, mm-hmm. just because it's so weird and it's a little bit there's there's some you know the 80s are problematic, but um, I like It's a Wonderful Life too because it at the end of the day it really is about. Yeah the town comes together. So and I think bad. that that's always been my kind of, it's why I love Evergreen so much is the like, we have to save Chris, like <laughs> as a team, like yeah. that. I've, I've always just found that like. No, that makes sense. Inspiring. Mm-hmm. I, I hope for that for the, for for all of us, there's a collectivist kind of feel to it. So my, my dream is to, once the, once we really get back, I know at least by me, movie theaters are open, but like not like, yeah you know back and when i want to just hello movie house (laughs) totally (laughs) they show it they would show it here they show it the arc light here every year (laughs) and it's so fun merry christmas movie house beautiful savings and loans yeah i i think that it's wonderful life is everyone's favorite movie about suicide right (laughs) It's topical. Uh, yeah. Shari, what is your, I don't remember your, I feel like yeah. we've talked about this. My favorite classical, like, cl- sorry, classical. Yeah. Uh, classic um, yeah. You are trying to make me look bad because you picked a, a good message alongside. <laughs> I, I was going to say a Christmas story and now I, um, okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, no, I love a Christmas story and people are always like, they play it on TV way too much. I'm like, no, not enough. Just watch it once. I don't understand that as a critique. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, that's on you. If you yeah. watch it over and over again, that's your fault, not the yeah, movie's fault. Or change the channel. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Right. just watch something else. There's literally yeah, a billion so, options. Yeah, my stepfather was the one who introduced me to that one, and I've just—it's just—it's great. It's a yeah, good it's so good, and it—and it is surprisingly emotional. Like when he beats up that bully, that is the best. You just feel, yeah, you're proud yeah. of them. It's so good. I agree. Okay. Uh, so do you have a favorite holiday tradition? Like making cookies or the tree or something uh, like that? Pajama swap on Christmas Eve oh, cute. and one gift. Oh. Yeah. I know a lot of families do that. That's fun. I make a... Fairly unhinged um, manger set of just stuff I've collected every oh. year uh, to sort of like call back to my like mm-hmm. half-assed Catholic roots. Let's sort of like, well, let's yeah. put up the manger set, and like that was always a big deal in my house because it's character based, <laughs> yeah. and I always love that. But like, I have I've got Pez dispensers of Margin Homer that fill That's in. That's your nativity. And, is like <laughs> it got gets like some it gets it's pretty. Some... People give you stuff once yeah. they realize you're doing it. So I got a lot of interesting yeah. farm animals too. So <laughs> narwhal. That I like hangs out at the manger. So. It's like uh it's like in Love Actually when the lobsters at the nativity. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Uh which do you like better, Scrooge or the Grinch? 
Scrooge. Yeah. Scrooge. Okay, good. Fan. Big Dickens fan. Yeah. <laughs> clear lights are colored. Clear. Well, cl- clear if they're little. Colored if they're the big. Oh yeah, the big C bulbs. Now, yeah. Do you mean when we say clear? Do we mean the soft? the soft light or is it the neon white because i like the soft glow the soft you know, the, warm, okay. the warm like yellowy one uh-huh one. okay good all right <laughs> would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman snowball fight snowball fight okay uh That's would you consider seven. yourself a good gift wrapper yes no. <laughs> <laughs> when it matters yes Yes. Uh-huh. By the way, yes, no, this one that, can wrap that, a present. That, that was, was, yes. That was, yeah. It has the biggest bow I'd ever seen. It was huge. And there's glitter all over it. Purposeful, because. <laughs> I get you. All right. Last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? Yes. Yeah. My oh. first one this year. Yeah. Oh. Even there's, there's, a, there's a woman. That one. I'm there's upset a woman you're in, like, I think, Iowa. Uh-huh. Who her name is Megan Hug, uh, and I just jumped, I like stumbled across her on Twitter, and she makes these really bizarre uh, Christmas ornament, and 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 I she get I, I bought a sweatshirt on her Etsy store, that's a nutcracker. No way. You're like we even have the cracking. same last name. Unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we're both super into Christmas movies. Oh, and, and yeah, she's delightful. That is quite kismet, I think. Yeah. Christmas miracle. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, do, you, do you have one, Sherry? Yes, yes. I do. What's yours look like? I have two. Well, first of all, it's an awful shade of brown, so it's not really <laughs> Christmas colors. It's just. Uh, it's yeah. quite rugged, really. It, it it really is. It does it does what it says. It's an ugly Christmas jumper, but um, it says it has like reindeer hopping across um the front. Oh my gosh, that sounds funny. <laughs> when you said brown, it made me think of there's this movie that was on Lifetime not last year but the year before called Christmas Perfection that I loved and I'm kind of obsessed with about this girl who wakes up one day in an Irish Christmas village that's like this perfect christmas and i think it's so funny and i really loved it and one of the things is part of part of the christmas village is she she makes a christmas sweater every day and she gets to pick out like what color she wants and as she starts spiraling because she eventually gets sick of doing this perfect christmas every day and (laughs) anyway she like her 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 sweater designs become more and more unhinged throughout the until finally she's like black and they're like you have to put in some gold you know or whatever and they're like no and it's it's really funny i'm in yeah she's like brown and black and like that and they still managed to make it like a festive sweater it's pretty funny people have more um uh christmas pajamas than christmas Mm. jumpers i don't know don't quote me on that but i do feel like people get a lot of christmas pajamas yeah, I mean, a lot of people, it's, yeah, tradition every year to get them. So, or, yeah, like you. So, very good. Will you pass the test? You answered all the questions. Very exciting. You were being graded? <laughs> you can keep writing Christmas movies. It's very good. Uh, but this has been so much fun to talk with both of you. I really appreciate you coming on. And Thanks for uh, we're, us. we're excited about the 
the movie and uh do you have any uh, is this your uh, only film this season zach or do you have anything else yeah I, I i i wrote a i wrote a lot this year but this is the only one that that wound up in production just because some of them okay. got pushed and uh i i did my forays into non-christmas for hallmark this year which yeah yeah that's, but, um, that was exciting uh so well we're excited to see all those hopefully those projects come for 2021 yeah. uh but uh do you have social media that you would like to share i'm just zach hug pretty much everywhere mm-hmm. behave okay, yourself but <laughs> that's my please be kind yeah so, not a social media person but i am shari sharp that's okay great me. Yeah. Well, we'll put that all in the, in the description section so you everybody listening can follow and have so much fun. And let us know if you're listening, what you think about all the different things we talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, you can follow the podcast, The Hallmarkies Pod, The Hallmarkies Podcast, all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that so much. We have our patron group, which is a lot of fun. And we are having our next patron watch along that's going to be coming up in December, where we're going to watch A Heavenly Christmas with Greg McBride, writer extraordinaire. So that was going to be super fun. You're going to want to sign up for our Patreon for that. We also have our merch store, which has tons of festive designs, perfect for your Hallmark fan in your life. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. uh, And we'll talk to you all later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) 